0: Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are talking about a subject that is near and dear to my heart. And if you've missed the first sessions on organization, don't worry, there's more to come. Maybe too much more to come, but more than more to come, you may have missed why organization was one of my most life-changing experiences. It, It had all in the world to do with God's timing and the recognition that without order I could do much less in the life that in those days lay far ahead of me. I was in my 30s. This is a long time ago. And I was very unorganized. People who know me today still have a hard time believing that I was ever unorganized because order is like nature to me now. It's very natural. I know how to do it. I know how to simplify things. I know how to be prepared. It is a part of the warp and woof of my life, but it wasn't always. And in God's perfect love for me and his knowledge of me, he has created me to do some things that had I not gotten organized I am confident I would never have done. I've written nine books that is a staggering number of <laughs> books and materials especially for a woman who was invited to write a book by telephone for a major publishing house in America and I said no thank you I'm not interested in writing a book. And my husband said to me later that day, why did you not consider that? Now I listened to his wise words, and about seven weeks later I signed a contract to write the first book, and it was on organization. And what had happened was my lack of order caused such despair in my life, it made my whole life revolve around being disorderly. I couldn't invite you spontaneously to my house because my house was a pit. If I did invite you to my house, I had to do certain things just to be able to get to the dining room table, etc., etc. Maybe you're familiar with all of that. The piles of paper, the unpaid bills, the lack of RSVP, the missing of things you planned to do but weren't organized to put them in the place to remind you of where they were. I did it all and more. And then One of the great heroes of the faith, Elizabeth Elliot, who became a mentor and spiritual mother to me, said in powerful words, don't carry a Bible unless you've swept under the bed. And she meant that in more ways than one. And I was wise enough... (laughs) I wasn't really wise enough. I just asked enough questions, and I'm a good question asker. Uh, I, was, I was wise enough to say, what does that really mean? What, to speak it plainly to me. And she very clearly said, God has called you to do something, and if you don't get your world in order, sweep under your bed, not literally, but order, you're not going to get to do them. And because of her influence in my life, and her own life, which I saw, remember that. You're a living your life in front of your children, and you get much more by caught it than taught it. And she was trying to teach me something, but I had already caught it by watching her orderly life. Books that she had written, the way she managed her household. She also had one child, but had so many relationships with young and old women around the world, so she had my attention, and I began to pursue finding out how to organize everything. <laughs> I, I laughingly say when I first started, I had a file, you know, an 8 and a half by 11 file with a label on it that said organization, and now I have a drawer that says organization, and a half of another drawer with files that are divided up by every room, every possible topic, and what I'm doing with you in this merry month of May and June is going through all of those topics. So if you're not interested in this one, wait a day or two. There'll be one you are interested in. We're going to talk about paper in a few days. Paper, paper, paper. We were told we were going to be a paperless society. How many of you raise your hand and say, that really happened? We didn't become paperless. We became computerful and we kept all our paper. So we're talking about these subjects, they are near and dear to me. Let me say that my book is available, it's called Secrets to Getting More Done in Less Time, and Better Than My Book is a four hour audio video lecture by the same title that's available to buy on our website, And once you buy it, you own it, you can go back and refresh it. It is four hours of tables full of props and teaching, some of which I'm mentioning and some of which uh, there's more there and sometimes there's more here because I have such a vast repertoire on each of these subjects. So buy it, look at it, bring some friends to look at it with you. Have a morning a morning organizational seminar in your living room and invite six or seven girlfriends and let them pay you for the cost of the purchase of the audio-video lectures. So we were in the kitchen. We left off in the kitchen. We were talking about the freezer and the refrigerator and the, the fact that there are lots of things in the freezer that make life different. I want to be sure that I mentioned a small tool that so often we don't find in the average kitchen, and that's a knife sharpener and it's you can buy one of two kinds so that what I recommend anyway There's a small yellow I don't know it's brand, but it attaches to the wall or the inside of the cabinet door, and you can just slide your knife up and down that gadget and it will sharpen your knife. There's another one that you hold in your hand, and it's, it's perfectly comfortable. It's made, I think, by Wusthof, which is a German company, but you can, I have both of them. One I hold in my hand, and I take that with me wherever we go. And if David and I are going to be gone for a long extended trip, and we're going to cook in our place, I always take it with me. So get a knife sharpener to keep the tools in your kitchen organized. Now let's go to the refrigerator. It's just a cold place. I talked about that a little bit. I talked about the terry towels that I keep on the shelves. I talked about the salad. Uh, Let me dig a little further into the refrigerator. Eggs. Buy them when they're on sale. Rotate them. Uh, That literally means turn them upside down. Just Buy a dozen eggs or three dozen eggs, and when you buy them, put them all upright. And if you don't use them in the next couple of weeks, turn them upside down the other way and rotate them. They'll last in your refrigerator for very long periods of time. I don't like the water dispensers in the doors. I find them to be faulty and messy. But if you have one, you don't need a water dispenser. But you can buy a really cheap bottle that fits on the shelf and. That keeps it cold. You can just replenish it, and the children can open the door and turn it on. Um, the best kind of refrigerator freezer to buy is a freezer that's at the bottom of your refrigerator, not side to side. And that may not be as convenient. Although I know a lot of people do not like the side to side because there there's a limitation to what width of something you can put in it. You can't put a a big pot. You can't put a tray. Um, but if you have a freezer that has a bottom freezer and the refrigerator's top, it opens, that's the most economical place to have your freezer. I happen to have a freezer that is sole and separate from my refrigerator, and I always have. When I didn't have two dimes to rub together, I bought a very inexpensive $100 stand-up freezer that I bought with my friend, and I said, you pay for half of it, I'll pay for half of it, and we'll refrigerate. I'll pay for the electricity, but that meant she had to come back and forth to my house to get her stuff, but I was worth it. You can buy things that are on sale. You can store things together. There are so many things to put inside the freezer that most of us don't put in the freezer. I make bacon and I roll it out onto wax paper and then I take it frozen from the freezer and defrost it and it's done. I, I, I bake it all up at the same time because I bake my um, bacon. I bake my bacon <laughs> in the oven. Uh, cheeses. And sometimes if you put a big hunk of cheese in there, it won't grate as well but cheeses, especially if you buy them grated, candies, breads, butters, ice cream. Label whatever you're putting in there as a leftover. All dinners look brown and they look like mystery dinners. Use your Ziploc bags and write on them. If you have... a a big piece of meat. I have a big piece of meat in my freezer right now that I bought about 60 days ago. And I not only put it in the Ziploc bag, I wrapped it in freezer paper because I knew I wasn't going to get to it. So buy the freezer paper. It's waxy on one side, white on the other. It's also good for kids to run a mural on. Potato chips, batteries, candles, popcorn, ice cubes. Store up the ice cubes. We live in the Southwest and have on our property a lemon tree. Lemon tree, very pretty, but the, what is, how does it go? But the, it's very tart. The fruit is very tart. When we take the lemons off the tree at the end of the season, when we need to get them off the tree, we cut it in half and I put it in freezer bags and I have fresh lemons all year long. Now, I can't use them for grating, but I can use them for everything else. Potato chips. Did I mention putting chips in the... It's a great way to hide them from the kids. They don't realize where they are. When you're in the kitchen, dress appropriately. Be careful of long, flowy gowns and arms and sleeves and hot clothes that make you irritated because the stove and the oven, when you're cooking a meal for no matter how many, can be hot. Dress appropriately. I mentioned having an apron, especially important in the kitchen. Racks and shelves inside your kitchen can be raised or lowered. They can be raised or lowered in your freezer and in your refrigerator. Make sure you know what your family buys the most of and get it ready. Get it ready. Putting the baking soda in the refrigerator Um, is a very good idea. It does absorb smells, and it's also very good to have on hand. Should there be a kitchen fire, grab the soda and pour it on top of it, okay? Now, let's talk about recipe books and menus and market planning, marketing lists and menu planning, okay? So first, let's go to the recipe books and recipes. You know, we can get so many recipes online now. There isn't as much transference of, oh, that was a delicious recipe. Could I write it down and take it home with us? Usually it's on the computer, send it to me, or I took it off the computer, here's the site. But for those of you who have recipes Left over from generations before you, as I do, and for those of you who didn't want to do the three-by-five card and rewriting, or you cut an, a recipe out of a magazine and you try it and you love it, any or all of the above, I recommend that you make your own recipe book. And here's all you do, is you buy a three-ring binder and you buy some clear plastic protectors, all of which you can find at any office store. And you write on the binder of the three ring binder, you write on the spine of it, what's inside. I happen to have four of those. Now, I've been in the kitchen for 50 years, so I have a lot of years of recipes and menus and cookies and things that belong to grandma and great-grandma and things my grandchildren have made, my daughter's first recipes. I have all of those things in these cookbooks, but I have salads and dressings. I have miscellaneous sweets like where the cream puff recipe is and the chocolate sauce that goes on top of it. I have entrees, I have soups, I have appetizers, and those binders are chuck full of tried and true recipes. I open the binder. It has clear plastic protector on it. So no matter what kind of mess I make, I can wipe it off. And it's easy for me to put together my menu plan. Now, what is a menu plan? A menu plan fits your family. I want to tell you at this point in our organization, if you are saying, I don't have time to get organized. That woman is just driving me crazy with her ideas. Or you're saying, we are on a really tight budget. I can't afford to buy new terry towels for the inside of my refrigerator. Then the things I'm going to talk about as we end this show will save you both time and money. Of all the things I can tell you in your home, I can assure you that you will save time and money if you are willing to make menu planning and market list a way of life. Even if the market list you're going to send to the local grocery store via fax or you're going to keep the market list on your computer and you're going to drop it into the grocer's hands and he's going to deliver it to you, you're still going to save time and money if you have a menu plan for the week. I don't care if you live alone or there are two of you or there are ten of you. Have an idea what the week looks like. Our weeks are a little different now. There's just two of us at home. But every week has somebody in our home for a meal, for some kind of meeting. So I need what I need for a meeting, which may be half and half and coffee. I may need bottled drink, uh, whatever I need. And I look to each week as I make my menu plan. We are leftoverers. We like leftovers. I married a man who loves leftovers. I remember telling a friend of that, and she said, "You should thank your lucky stars." I'm not crazy about leftovers, but I don't mind them. And David doesn't mind them. He sometimes prefers them. So I almost every week make a recipe that can be good for two or three meals. Now that may be a lunch on a Saturday. And a dinner on a Wednesday. It may be three nights in a row, but I have it. It's available at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. No one wants to cook. I don't care how young you are, how old you are, how many children you have. 4 o'clock in the afternoon. If you're raising children, you're exhausted. If you've been in a workplace all day, you're exhausted. And if at 4 o'clock you don't know what you're having for dinner, you're going to eat out buy fast food, not have a good meal. It's going to cost you more. It's not going to be good for you. So get prepared. Get your menu plan. I recommend that you get a menu plan that you post somewhere so those children know what's coming. Don't be a short order cook. I don't like eggs. You're having eggs today. Tomorrow you have your favorite recipe. One breakfast for everyone, one lunch for everyone. Now, if the kids are making their own lunches before they go to school, and I recommend you teach them to do that at the earliest possible time, then you can have your favorites for lunch. They've got to prepare it for yourself. Same for dinner, one meal. Rotate your recipes. If you know that your two kids don't like chicken and Three kids do will rotate around, and again you say, "I know you don't like chicken, but tomorrow night we're having hamburgers. I know you don't like hamburgers, but two nights from now we're having pasta. They can see that, and they will adjust to eating and if they're not willing to eat what's in front of them, then they don't get to eat and that they I promise you they'll learn to like everything you have. I make these menu plans you can make them on your computer now and easily adjust them. But I make them in pencil when I date the week. So what is the week? This is the week of May 20th. So I've made that rest, those menu plans for this week. Well, there are going to be other weeks that are very similar to this. And I just erased the May 20th and I put the new week. And I have about six menu plans that cover seven days that I bring out and use again. I bring out, I'm having company, we have house guests, and, and I know that I'm needing a meal, at least two meals a day, maybe three meals a day with house guests. I have those menu plans ready. And then how easy is it for me to make the market list? Never go to the market without a list. 30% On your grocery bill plus time of average of 40 minutes a week will be saved if you have a menu plan and a market list. Be flexible. Don't be lazy and don't be wasteful. Tidy the refrigerator. I mentioned that last time we were together. Before you go to the market and buy as many things in bulk as you can. If you have a good pair of German-made scissors, you can cut up a whole chicken in minutes and save a lot of money when you buy a whole chicken. Or a pot roast with potatoes that you could put into the oven. But think about the way you're going to organize your refrigerator and freezer and schedule time to keep all of the areas of your kitchen running in a tidy way, having meals ready on time, inexpensively, and well made rejoice because you are prepared in that kitchen a last few little things don't forget kitchen pot holders and kitchen towels where to put all of this equipment is close to the sink and close to the stove if you have a dishwasher or blessed to have one have your dishes and silverware close to your dishwasher or close to your table if that can be both wonderful When you're putting away things in your kitchen, make sure that you have things that work together in the same location. The goal of the kitchen is to feed your family to nutritious meals, whatever that takes to feed them nutritious meals. I'm starting some new kind of cooking at my stage of marriage and life, and that's called sous vide cooking. Maybe I'll tell you about it sometime. It's very, very nutritious and you can do it early and it stays warm all day long. Lastly, let's just talk for a minute about the table and the table look. Have some candles, have some something fragrant in the kitchen, some cinnamon. Um, make sure that you have napkins, a placemat, a glass, all the silverware that everyone might need, which is a fork, a knife and a spoon, a salt and pepper shaker. Think about your meal as the table is being set by the children or by yourself, so there's no jumping up and down once you sit at the table. Buy some plain white dishes if you want to make the kitchen look suddenly new. Another product that we are very proud of here at Modern Homemakers is something that we call the power of the table. In the 21st century culture, the increasing percentage of young people who never eat with silverware, never sit at a table, are shocked when they go to someone's home and are forced, required, the only place they can eat is around a table. They're shocked because they don't know what to do. There is a great power in the table and what happens at the table, and I recommend that you look at that audio and video available on Modern Homemakers' website. Peace be with you. Thank you for joining us. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon time of changing the course of your kitchen.